welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, God of Jacob. Genesis chapter 33. Last week, we found out that God dealt with Jacob. All right, let's pick it from there. Let's we'll go before we go to 33. There's a few things we need to see from verse 28 of Genesis chapter 32. And God dealt with him. He had, he met God. In the verse 20, he says that, and he said, your name shall no longer, let's move up to verse 26. In verse 26, he said, he said, let me go for, all right, let's go to 24. And Jacob was left alone. That's at the crossing of the brook, Jabob. And Jacob was left alone. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Verse 23. Now, when he saw that he did not prevail, when the man saw that he did not, did you see the he? Did you see the he, the one, the he who saw? Did you see that he there? It's not a normal he. And when he, the man, saw that he, he did not prevail against him, that's Jacob. All right. He touched. He touched the hollow of his, of his hip. And the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint. And he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. And he said, I will not let you go until you bless me. And he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled, King James used the word wrestled. You have struggled, wrestled with God and with men and have prevailed. Verse 29. Then Jacob asked, saying, Tell me your name, I pray. And he said, Why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed, he blessed him there. I don't need to tell you. Don't tie God to a single experience. Don't tie God. God is bigger than your experience. God is bigger than our own personal expectations. The fact that you are suffering doesn't mean God does not exist. Drop it. The fact that you are getting a, a new blessings are flowing in your life does, doesn't mean that's all God does. Sometimes God is a discipliner. Sometimes, can you imagine in Hebrews chapter 11, Bible says that by faith, verse 32, by faith, some people subdued kingdoms. By faith, this, can you imagine? By faith, they subdued kingdoms. Hebrews 11, 32. By faith. He said, what more shall we say? Time will not permit us to go on. He said, and what more shall I say? For time would not, but would fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, of Samson and Jephthah, and also of David and Samuel and the prophets. What did they do? Verse 33. Who through faith, what did they do? They subdued kingdoms. I mean, talking about kingdoms. One man, through faith, subdued kingdom. We can take over United Kingdom for Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Through faith, through faith, they subdued. 
subdued kingdoms. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, not through taekwondo skills, but through faith. The sword, they escaped it. If you ask scored by taekwondo, But through faith, they escaped the edge of the sword and out of weakness were made strong. Became valiant in battle, turned to fly the armies of the aliens. The exploit of faith. The exploit of faith. Say the exploit of faith. But the problem is sometimes we get distracted. And, and pin God down with one experience, thinking that it must always be like this for it to be God. The only thing God is not in is anything that doesn't glorify him. Or that is outside of his word. So look at the next verse. That's very interesting. I want someone to get this. He said, women received their dead raised to life by faith. Their dead was, women received their dead raised to life again. Others, mm, others were what? Not accepting deliverance, somewhere tortured. So give me a break. Your boss doesn't like you, and because that you lost your job, it doesn't mean your faith is not working. Don't, don't, don't box God. Stop that. Don't give up on God. Because he will never give up on you. But I put here, don't box God and don't reduce God to your personal whims and personal experiences. People complain too much. God's having done this for me. God has done this for me. You look at the one, the way things are going bad. As for me alone, as for me, who else? Amen. Who should it be? Should it, is it not you who deserves that kind of polish that is bringing? In fact, somebody, let, let me finish the text. Put it back on the screen. Put it back on the screen. I need to finish the text. I believe God sent me to speak to somebody. Amen. We may receive, it says, some. Uh, uh, not accepting the that they, that they might attain better results. Go to the next verse. Look at verse 36. Still others through faith. Say faith. Say faith. The exploits of faith I'm talking about. Through, through faith, some still had trials of mockings, scourgings. Yes. He said, oh, how can I be? He said, yes. It did. It did happen. But I thought faith is only for subduing kingdoms. Not just that. For having trials of mockings. yeah. Scourgings, put it on the screen. Trials of mockings and scourgings, yes. And of chains and imprisonment. Through faith, they were in chains. Why were they put in chains? Because of faith. Why did, how did they subdue kingdom? Through faith. How did they escape the edge of the sword? Through faith. The violence of through faith. Some people, people uh, women received their children raised back to life. Through faith. He said, yes, the same faith. God is all encompassing. Verse 37, look at verse 37. It said, they were stoned through faith. They were sown into, do you know what that means? They put them on the chain. No, it's different from putting on a guillotine to cut your head. This one, they cut them with, a, not like a chainsaw. They divided human beings into two. Through faith. It's a walk of faith. Why is it that you went through something little? You have complained against God till your teeth almost falling out. <laughs> Complaining is a sign that you are so selfish. Life is not about you. Listen to what I just said. That's a very strong statement. Life is not about you. So why am I alive? To add to life. To make a difference. Your story is making the, the, the whole picture complete. But the picture must be complete because you are part of it. But you have been gloriously chosen to be the one possibly to be sown into. 
Until you come to the place where you say, it doesn't matter how I feel about it, but let the will of God be done. You are not actually, you are not ready for God to bless you. So why is it that you only want God to make things look, you, to, to, to fulfill the desires of your, your flesh, the things you just want? You, no, that kind of God is not a God that, he, that, that we are serving. He's a God who has his own agenda. That's right. And he has planned you to fit in it. And until you come to a place where you say, God, not as I will, but let your will be done, you will never see his glory. Can you imagine before Jesus went to the cross, when he said that the time, in John chapter 12, verse 23, he said the time has come for the son of man to be, it was crucifixion he was talking about, but he said, oh, to be glorified. Then the next verse said, except, except a corn of wheat, a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies. It abides alone, but if it dies, he was talking about his death. But this year, the describe is dead. He said, times have come for me to be glorified. And yet, he went to the garden of Egypt. He said, if this is possible, let this cup pass. come pass. Oh. But you know what? I'm not, I don't want it, but nevertheless, not as I will. Mm. Let your will. If you don't come to the place where you say, not my will, but your will, oh God. You are operating in the realms of Satan because Satan said, I will, I will, I will ascend. I will lift my throne in Isaiah. That's what made Satan Satan because of the personal will. The I will, I will, I will ascend in Isaiah chapter, I will ascend, verse 12 to 14. I will ascend to the hills. I will exalt myself. And I will, when you read, it's I will. It was always the I, 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 I. But what I'm trying to say, don't box God. One thing you should know in God, that at the end of it all, it will end in your favor. Amen. Amen. How do you define favor? You have, you have come to the place where you have been called to be in. And it's a place of fulfillment. So when God wants to bless you, he will take you through a process where he will strip you of your personal agenda. So there's none of you left. Then he can actually show all of himself in you. By faith, they were sown in two. By faith, verse 37 again. Hebrews 11. By faith. They were cut into Hebrews 11 by faith. Uh, it says that they were uh, tempted. They were slain with the sword. Others escaped the edge of sword by faith. Others were slain with the sword by faith. Isn't it interesting? Yeah. So then you say, oh, this thing is... No, 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 no. Don't box God. The only way, and the only advice I can give you is that trust God, be faithful to God. And sometimes when the going gets tough, remember how God helped you. Remember the testimonies, the past victories. That is what can give you. Let that become a st the stepping stone, the, the launching pad, the platform to trust God. Trust God. He will take care of you. You see, the story, the truth is that you will not be, you will not end in shame. He said, he said, my people shall never be put to shame. Read your Bible. My people. Say my people. My people. My people shall never, I use the word never, Joel chapter 2. He said, my people shall never, verse 26, my people shall never be put to shame. My people shall never be put to shame. My people shall, God talking, my people shall never be put to shame. My people shall never be put to shame. My people shall never be put to shame. So you know the secret? How do you shall never be put to shame? Stay in the my people realm. Stay in the my people realm. Don't fix it and, and relinquish the privilege of the my people. 
and join the other side. Because that, there's no guarantee. You are not covered. It's not part of your insurance deal. You are not covered. The insurance covers the, my people, the fine print, my people. That's it. So if I were you, I would do everything to stay in the my people group. Because as long as you are in the my people group, they can cut you asunder, but you'll not be put to shame. That's what gives you the audacity to subdue kingdoms. The audacity to escape the violence of fire. Somebody is blessed. So Jacob had an experience with God and said, tell me your name. God said, I'm not telling you my name. Why do you want to know my name? It's not necessary. What you need is a blessing. My name, don't try and pin me down with an experience or just this, this. In your personal experience, you can refer to that experience in your personal life. But don't, don't build a monument around it because I'm bigger than that. I'm bigger than that. Sad to say, sometimes somebody will come to you. He said that God spoke to, God spoke to me. Genesis chapter, chapter, chapter 32, verse 29. Verse 29. Oh, I love, I love it. Then God said, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, what is that you ask about my name? And he blessed him and left. What you need is the blessing. What's happened? You know, Jacob had an encounter. I, I taught you the dislodging of the natural strength. Mm. Because he's always wanted to relate to God based on his physical strength and abilities. Mm. And so God said that, you know what? Where I'm taking you doesn't depend, doesn't depend on your physical strength and ability. So God had to dislodge the natural strength. That's why he became crippled. But then he, what, the truth is that sometimes you have a, an, a direct encounter with God and God will knock something in you. But then the, it doesn't show immediately. So you, sometimes you still see the residue of your old life showing. The, the, the natural you, every now is showing. But it has been dislodged. So with time, Sometimes the God, the dealings of God is gradual. The encounter is definite, it's strong, but the manifestation can be gradual. So right after such an encounter, you feel Jacob will go that Lord have your way. Lord have your way in me. Lord have your way. I'm not afraid of anybody. I'm not going to depend on my own schemes. I'm not going to depend on my own strategy. Oh Lord, I know you've done it. I know you've done it. But right after this encounter, look at the next verse. Right after, after this encounter, verse, verse 30. Verse 30. Jacob go, okay, verse 31. And then it says that, just after he crossed, just, just as he crossed over Penuel, the sun rose on him and he limped. That became a lame man, you know. He limped on his. Yes, yes, I like that. His, his son rose, but he was still limping. Why? Why are you walking like this? I met God. <laughs> but I thought God rather should give you guarantee. Now you can walk happily. No, God, I met God and he gave me a blow. God's blow doesn't stop you from moving. God's blow just helps you to depend on him so that you can't just rely, rely on your strength. Some of you, the blow is still coming. He's dealing with you. It's the reason why you have not got that job. Because you think you are too good. So your CV can secure you a future. But he wants to teach you that it's he who takes care of you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Therefore, to this day, the children of Israel do not eat the muzzle that shrank, which is on the hip socket, because he touched the socket of Joseph's hip in the muzzle of the shrunk. So the, his grandchildren, his children, he said, now don't do that. Now go to the next verse. Move. Now Jacob lifted his eyes. Look at this. Look at this. Now Jacob lifted his eyes and looked, and there Esau was coming. Now that's why he went for all this prayer meeting, because Esau was coming to kill him. And remember his strategy? He divided the camp into two. He sent first team ahead 
with gifts. And then when you go there, tell him, my Lord, your Lord, and your servant Jacob has sent you. And then he sent another one. He said, when you go, send another. And then when it was left with him and his family, he divided them into two. Esau gets this one. This one will escape. Jacob was a schemer. So after he had met God, you think that his scheming thing will just subside and go. But look, he saw Esau coming and coming, and with him were 400 men. He divided the children amongst Leah, Rachel, and the two. So he started dividing them. The guy hasn't stopped the thing. He met God, but he hasn't stopped the thing. He said, I've met God face to face and my life has been preserved, yet he was still doing this. Because he started the plan already, so he had to finish with the plan. <laughs> yeah, he went with his schemes, met his brother, and when he met his brother, uh, he did the, his normal scheme. Look at the next verse. And that's Rachel. And, just, uh, and then he crossed, he crossed over before them and bowed himself to the ground seven times. Look at the scheme. Seven times until he came near his brother. He knows, I said, is that this guy? I'll, I'll do it. I know how to get him. I know. Those of you who know how to get people to do what you want, be careful. God can use you. You know how to get people to shout. You know how to get people to like you. You know how to get people. You, you, as long as you can get what you want, you've done it so much in your, since your infancy. So you always know how to manipulate your way around. So Jacob, after he had met God, he still kept his strength physical strength and skills. He hadn't gotten over it yet, but God has worked on. God has given him a knock. He has knocked it out. So gradually to begin to manifest. That was where the thing started. So next verse, he crossed over and then he came, he gave his brother some, yeah, until he came to verse four. And then um, Esau, okay. So he ran and met him and embraced him and fell on his neck. Esau's brother kissed him, all right. And they wept. And, and he lifted his eyes and saw the women and the children and said, who are these days and, and, and the children that God has given to him? They started having a conversation. The guy didn't come to kill him because God has touched him already. It wasn't Jacob's schemes, no, no. but those schemes were already planned. No. So he continued as usual. But God had met him. They and their children and bowed down and invested quickly. And Leah also came and all the pleasantries after Joseph and Rachel, all the 38, 38, and then he won and then he saw, um, what, what do you mean by all this company? And he said, they are all uh, to find favor in your eye. So he brought him gifts. And Esau said, no, I don't want it. Take it. Esau said, I don't want it. The guy still thought he could buy the guy. He has met God, but he hasn't gotten out of his schemes. It takes time. Haven't you noticed how you got born again, you stopped some things and you, you continued in them a little bit, but not like, but this time you're doing this, but you don't like it like you used to. Think about it. You are doing those same things, but not with the same person. You are a changed person. So you, you don't enjoy like you used to. You are not at peace. Something tells you, no, I can't, I can't continue this in this. I can't continue on this lies. I can't continue on this lifestyle. I can't. And you, you feel like, oh, you can't go ahead, but something you try, it's not working. And now some Christian brothers, you say, ah! You are working out. You are struggling. Tell somebody I'm coming out. Oh, to look at somebody and said, I'm coming out. Because God is helping me. And Jacob journeyed to Sukkoth. Okay? He journeyed to Sukkoth. Built. Before we do that, would you help me go to Genesis chapter 32? Okay? Verse 9. Let's all read it out from the screen. Can you read it, please? Let's go. Then Jacob said, 
The Lord who said to me, do what? Return to where? Don't forget that. God said to me, return to your country. All right. Return to your country and your family. Chapter 31 verse 13. Chapter 31 verse 13 says something like when God told him. He says that I am the God of Bethel. Say God of Bethel. That's very interesting. Don't forget. God of Bethel. Where you anointed the pillar and where you made a vow to me. Now arise. Get out of this land and return where? To the land of your family. So God told him leave and go back home. And on his way back, in the chapter 33, verse 17, he got to Sukkoth. That's not his country. He got to Sukkoth and built himself a house and made booths for his livestock. There, therefore, the name of the place is called Sukkoth. He settled, he built a house there. That's not where God told him to. But it didn't, long, it didn't last there, it didn't stay long. Go to the next verse, look at the next verse, verse 18. Then Jacob came safely to the city of Shechem. Say Shechem. He came safely to the city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan, when he came from Padanaram, and he pitched his tent before the city. He went to Shechem. God was leading him back home. And the same thing God did to Abraham. Abraham went to Shechem, Shechem, and then from Shechem, he went to Bethel, and from Bethel, he went to Hebron. Jacob going back, he also ended up in Shechem. Shechem means, watch, this is very important. Shechem means the strength of the shoulder. Okay, the strength of the shoulder, the strength of the shoulder. So Abraham, for instance, in Genesis chapter 12, verse 6, he went to Shechem. We can see that he went to Shechem. And in Genesis chapter 13, verse 3, he found himself in Bethel. Bethel, all right. And he went, that's talking about Abraham. Bethel journeyed from there to the south as far as Bethel. Right. So Shechem, Bethel, Hebron. Jacob, Shechem. So now Jacob was in Shechem, but God told him, to go back home, all right? So he was supposed to go to Bethel. He went, to, he got to Shechem and built a tent there. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Jacob went to Shechem. Now, um, verse 18 again, verse 18. Shechem, which is the land of, and pitched tent. Look at the next verse, the best verse. And he bought the parcel of land where he had pitched his tent from the children of Hamor, Shechem's father, for 100 pieces of, of money. The next verse. Then he erected an altar there and called it, what, what do you call it? Yeah. Huh? Israel. He called the place, what does he call the name of the place? Yeah. El Elohi Israel. El means God, okay? Elohi means God, Israel. So he called the name of the place God, the God of Israel. Who is Israel? Who is Israel? God, the God of Israel. In other words, God is indeed the God of Israel. God is indeed the God of Israel, or Israel indeed belongs to God. So God is indeed the God of Israel. He called the name of the place El Elohe Israel, which means God, God of Israel. God, the God of Israel. Let's all say that together. And he dwelt there. Then in chapter, go to the next verse. The next verse takes us to what? Chapter 34. Now, chapter 34 was an interesting. He had an encounter there. The men of that land raped his daughter. They, he raped his daughter, Diana. He wasn't supposed to stay there anyway. Yeah. The men of the land raped his daughter, Diana, and his sons got to know about it, and they went and massacred the guys, put him in trouble. He was a worried man. And then in chapter 35, that's where I've been going, man. Chapter 35, please be careful where you settle. 
Chapter 35. It says, Then God said to Jacob, Say, God said to Jacob. God said to Jacob. Then God said to Jacob, Arise, go to where? Bethel. Go to Bethel and dwell there. Where was he? He was in Shechem. Go to Bethel and dwell there and make an altar there to God who appeared to you when you fled from the face of Israel, your brother. Go to Bethel. Build an altar there. Go to Bethel. And what happened? Look at this. We have to run through this. This is very interesting. There's a lot I've got to say here. And then and Jacob said to his household, to all, watch this, this is very important. Said to his household, what's Bethel? What's Bethel? What's Bethel? What's Bethel? Genesis chapter 28, verse 16, 17, 18. Quickly, put it on the screen. Let's read it through quickly. Genesis chapter 28, verse 16. Verse 28, verse 16. Are you there with me? And he was afraid. And how also is this place? This is none other place but the house of God. When he woke up from his dream and encounter, this is the house of God. And, and, and this is the gate of heaven. And go to the next verse. And then verse 17, verse 16, and verse 17. Verse 17, and he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is another by the house of God. Okay, uh, the gates of it. Verse, verse 18, watch this. Then Jacob arose early in the morning and took the stone that he put his head, he, he, he had put at his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on it. Verse 19, watch this. And, and called the name of the place Bethel. All right. By the name of the place, the place was called uh, Luz. So he called the place Bethel because he said, this is the house of God. Yes. Bethel means the house of God. All right, let's all say, Bethel means the house of God. So God told him, arise, go to Bethel and build an altar there. And then so, but chapter 35 again, chapter 35, he saw um, uh, who appeared to, verse 2. And so he told, listen to this, verse 2 says that, and Jacob said to his household, his household, to all who were with him, all who were with him, what did he tell them? What did he tell them? Uh-huh. Put away your foreign gods that are amongst you. Purify yourself. Change your clothes. Why? Because we are going to Bethel. We are going to Bethel. Remove the sin. Deal with the sin and come to church. Don't bring it to church. It's not good. Don't be in church and keep it. Death is in it. Spew it out. Reject it. Deal with it. He said that we are going to Bethel. So you know what? Put away your foreign gods. Change your garments. Purify yourself and change your garments. Time will not permit me to go into foreign gods. Purify yourself and garments. Garments. Very powerful. When God, Jesus called blind Matthew, the Bible said he threw away his garment there was worried. Anyway, but look at the next verse. verse. Is it verse 3? Genesis 35 verse 3. Yeah. Then let us arise and go to Bethel. Because we are going to the house of God. We are going to Bethel. You can't go with some stuff. Now, look at what happened. And I'll make an altar there. To God, who answered me in the day of my distress and had been with me in the way which I go. Don't forget God who helped you in the time you were stranded. Amen. Don't forget. Sometimes human beings, we have a short memory. Short memory. We forget so quickly. And verse 5. Is it verse 4? Verse 5. Verse 4. So they gave Jacob all their foreign gods which were, with, which were in their hands and their earrings which were in their ears, and Jacob hid them under the terebinth tree, where? By the way of Shechem. Shechem, the, the place is, is like the, the, the shoulder of strength. There are some things, Jesus is the strength. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, the government shall rest on his shoulders. Right? So he, he is the one who will help us to bury some of the things that we have to deal with. 
Jesus helps us to deal with the things that we need to deal with so that we can have a free flow with God. Say Bethel. Bethel. Say we are going to Bethel. Bethel. Say we're going to Bethel. So when they got to, uh, Jacob buried all these things. Is it verse 5? Jacob buried them. So Jacob took all the foreign ground and, and then he buried them. And then the, the verse 6 said, and they journeyed. Say they journeyed. And guess what? When they were going, everybody was afraid of it. No one could touch them. God was with them. That would be your testimony. Amen. You see, you think your, your advantage is in your compromise. Your advantage is in the God who is with you. So anything that will make you compromise your work with God is actually putting you in danger. Putting you in danger because no one can help you. Some of us, the things that are fighting us, you will need God. It will take God. It will take God. You must know that it will take God and allow Jesus to help you to deal with the thing you have to. Don't willingly still embrace some things. And so they put away the foreign gods. They, they, were, they buried it and they went to Bethel. Verse 6. So Jacob came to Luz, that is Bethel, which is in the land of Canaan. He and all the people who were with him. Then verse 7, I want to show you something. Verse 7. And he built an altar there and called, eh, called the name what? El. Now God is moving. Previously, the name he called the place, not this one. The Shechem, what did he call the place? El Elohi Israel. Now, El Bethel. What's the difference? What's El Bethel? Okay. El Elohi Israel is God, the God of Israel. El, what's Bethel? And what's El? So, what's El Bethel? God. The God of the house of God. Previously, it was a God of me. Now, he's changing his language to the corporate language. God, the, the God of church. Not just me. It's his church. God has never been interested in using individuals. And he's not been interested in using a heap of individuals. Check. He's interested in building a house, not a heaping individuals on. He builds a house. We are all like living stones. We are built together. We are not a heap of stones. We are a building made up of living stones. So now, what is God is trying to get you to a place where you begin to realize the value of his house more than your, your breakthrough. He said, God is a builder of his house. He wants, he, he, see, as you walk with God, when you are a baby Christian, you're only thinking about yourself, yourself, as you are growing, you are beginning to think about God's house. Is that now, Jacob is moving on, he's saying that the God of the house of God, not just the God of Jacob, the, the God of Israel, but the God of the house of God. The God of, is God of Bethel. God of Bethel. When we are, we are building God a house, it takes maturity and it takes people who are getting closer to God to know some people have been finding it difficult to do anything in God's house because they are too busy for God. I don't, there are things I don't know, but there's one thing I know when he's moving. I'm telling you that God will help you. I know he will. Amen. Shut them man. I said I will help you. I said God will help you. Hey. I said God will help you. The word you receive is the word that delivers for you. Amen. The God of battle is our God. Yeah. The God of battle, when we assemble, he comes here. When we assemble, he comes here to visit people. You are receiving a miracle as you sit here. You are receiving a visitation as you sit here. God is changing your story. God is blessing you. God is visiting you. In the name of Jesus. You can't be helped. Hey. But I'm 
here to announce to you that God is helping you. That God is helping you. You will not be put to shame. I prophesy you will not be put to shame. In the name of Jesus, receive it now. Receive it now. You worry too much. Why worry when you can pray? You worry too much. Don't worry like them. They don't have the El Bethel. They don't, and you come to Bethel. God is here. God is here. I believe in God. I believe in miracles. I believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. I believe God still works miracles. Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He, what he knew was the God of Abraham. What he knew was the God of Isaac. Then he came to know the God of Israel. Jacob, he got better than him. He found out that the God is the God of Bethel. God is the God of the house of God. When we gather, when we come together like this, in Hebrews chapter 12, Hebrews chapter 12, he said, verse 20, he said, you have come to Mount Zion. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 20, 20, that was. But you have verse 22, he said, you have come to Mount Zion. Watch this. You have come. In those days, they went to the, the mountain that was shaking. They couldn't watch it. But he said, we in the New Testament, when we gather, he said, you have come to Mount Zion. You have come to the, the, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the church of the, to the general assembly of the church of the firstborn, whose name, who's, who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, to the spirit of just men made perfect, 24, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkle that speaks better things than the blood. That is what we are coming to. That is what we are coming to. Something is speaking better things on your behalf. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Caris Church? And subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.